If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think you've heard him talk on his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray last week. I think it was pretty clear there about spending more time with his family, about giving them some of the time that they deserve. He, they've made sacrifices for him, and I feel like sounds like he feels like he wants to make sacrifices for them. I think that we all go through our own professional and personal journeys, and I, I just think that he feels like it's time to move forward now. That is Adam Schefter. By the way, my buddy Chris said uh, the Chiefs might be, could be the Atlanta Braves of the 90s. Huh. Remember they won once but knocked on the door all the time? Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Keep an eye on. Yeah. You know, if they don't win. Mm-hmm. It's harder and harder. I mean, shoot, it's hard enough to win. Like, you, I think you brought up a very good point. Something we don't consider enough is the Patriots are such an outlier. Yeah. The Patriots are more an outlier in their success than, like, teams like the Jags and Browns and others are in their awful yeah. play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, you can find more of those than you can find anybody that had a successful run like the Patriots. So it's definitely an interesting comp, but uh, not really a fair one. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at um, dynasties and, and expectations. Uh, Tom Brady came out over the weekend that he was retiring. Then it came out over the weekend that stopped the car. Oh, I loved it. He's not retiring. I loved it. Or he hasn't made up his mind. He didn't say he's not retiring. Just but it wasn't official. It. it wasn't official. Yeah. Man. I will tell you this, man. Oh. This, that takes a lot. See, he's done some stuff with Darlington over the years, and I thought maybe he was giving it to Jeff Darlington. And then Schefter obviously was on board, too. Yeah. Did these guys just kind of put tea leaves together and make a guess and kind of go with it because it's trending that way? and jump the gun, and is there really a chance that he changes his mind and, and comes back because he really hadn't decided? I think the world right now feels like Brady's going to retire. Yeah. But I'm not sure you do. Well, no. I mean, here's the thing. I have no idea if Tom Brady's going to retire or not. But do we know who leaked out the, the, like the, like the very first leak for the Tom Brady stuff? Do we know who that was? Cause, I mean, because I was going like to over the weekend. The, yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, it was Darlington and, it was and Darlington Schefter. And then Schefter. Okay. Well, I mean, together. They're both with ESPN. Yeah, so. yeah I got you. Okay, so both of them. I, I remember yeah. seeing that they're both, like, I think Schefter tweeted, like, Jeff Darlington and I have yeah. blah, 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 blah. No, I mean, it, it was, so like I said, I wasn't really on Twitter that much this this weekend, so I was late God to the Tom. You. Yeah, so I was late to the Tom Brady party. But it, I, I absolutely, talk about just sweet irony. In terms of the whole Tom Brady stuff, because you have two of the biggest names in the national media reporting that Tom Brady is retiring, and then later it comes out and says, well, that's not true. He hasn't made a decision yet. And, and, and these are like the, the highest of the highest guys. You know, like the, the, these are like the upper tier guys here, and they don't know what's going on. And like we at a local level sometimes, like, you know, we, we don't know what's going on in terms of just people on Twitter. But then when you have Adam Schefter coming out and saying, so that's not true, like the difference between Adam Schefter and, and a guy just on Twitter is that Adam Schefter gets paid for this. This is his livelihood. Like this is what you do for a living. And you messed it up. 
The guys on Twitter, yeah, say what you want to say. Like, I, I hope it's true. If not, it is what it is. Adam Schefter can't afford to be doing that. So I thought it was awesome, man. I thought it was funny because now, like, it's it's sweet justice. It's sweet irony. You know, I do think there's something to this. And, and while I don't want to say that it's the exact same, I, I do have a feeling because I know how our industry works. And mm-hmm. I know I've talked to enough PR people over the years, and I know how their part of it works. You know, I mean, we've had relationships in this industry for a long time, and I've watched a lot of things play out. I think there are many people that don't like the fact that they can't control the narrative and they want to be able to control the narrative and control the decision making and control the news. And by the way, I don't blame them. Like, I really thought Brady would be able. I'm surprised this news got out with Brady not kind of being the one in front of it Mm. because he's really good at that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's pretty he's well versed at it. He kind of knows how to keep it tight. And, and then he's going to make his decisions on wherever it is. I think he did a pretty good job with that uh, when he left New England. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little surprised. But what I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like at times, at times in this Jags process, I think the Jaguars people as well, and again, I'm not talking like right down the building. I'm talking Shotcon and, and, and at the top, mm-hmm. have also said, you know what? We're going to regain the control <laughs> of, of our search. Mm. It's our search, not the search of the fans, not the search of the media, not the search of everybody else. And so I think there's like, I think that happens sometimes. I'm not telling you it is happening in these situations, but I do think that is, that's always in the back of my mind. And that's why also when it comes to the Jags, I try to talk around it, give scenarios like, could this happen? Could this be happening? Let's think about it from their point of view, not just, boom, this is always the case especially since we've seen a lot of misinformation. Well, now this really has me puzzled on the Brady front. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm seeing a ton of misinformation this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> both nationally and maybe locally, and I don't even know if I believe Schefter anymore. There you go. Like, it used to be gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I believe him. Yeah. And I mean, by the way, he's been wrong before. Before. I think, Wasn't he the guy, uh, I think somebody said that, he was the. He also had like Mac Jones going three to San Fran. I think he was kind of. He started that. Had heard that. Okay. You know. Um, by the way, these guys have tough jobs sometimes, but you can't go with it unless you know it, right? Uh, you can make a mistake once in a while, but it's probably not good if you're making a couple big ones. And no, Tom Brady's a, a big mistake. Like you don't want to make. I've always said this in our business. Mm-hmm. Like you'll hear somebody like passed away, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, I don't want to be the one that breaks the news on somebody passing away. Yeah. Because I don't want to be wrong. Well, yeah. And I've killed and a guy. What's right? What's in it for you? Yeah, you know, exactly. There's, there's no... So I'm always <sighs> like, don't ever give me the one that somebody just passed away sure. or whatever, some sports figure or some local whatever. I don't want to be that one. Yeah. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't want... I, want to, I better know for 100% sure on that one. This almost feels like that in the context of it. You better know. Mm-hmm. That Tom Brady's saying, hanging it up, man. I mean, and he's not dying. Okay, so I get, uh, don't, don't mix that up. But he's, you better know, like, if you're going to put that out there. And I think this is probably, they know. But Tom now is like, wait a minute, I'm like on vacation or something. I didn't know this was going to get out this weekend. I don't want it out this weekend. I'm going to do it on my own terms. So I would be stunned if this is not accurate. Might have jumped the gun a little bit, but I think I would be stunned. But I question it based off, especially this last week, even with the national folks uh, that usually are, are pretty spot on. Yeah, it's like I said, um, 
it's it's one thing to discredit somebody on Twitter, but when it's your job to break stuff, when 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 you're the guy that's known for breaking stuff, and you screw that up, yeah, man, that you you've kind of opened the floodgates to number one criticism, but number two, hey, I think anybody can break stuff nowadays. You know, like I mean, if Adam Schefter can mess it up, I'm not gonna hold anybody else responsible because Adam Schefter that's his that's his job and he's messing it up. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens with Tom Brady. Um, it's funny, like when I first because one of my friends texts me and uh, they're like, "Hey, did you hear Tom Brady's retiring?" And I was like, "That's what he said. Like he came out and said that already." And they're like, "No, there's someone's reporting." I'm like, "Oh yeah, but Tom Brady." Like I figured if it was gonna be announced, Tom yeah. Brady's gonna do it. So maybe there is some truth to, to the rumor, or whatever. But until Tom Brady comes out and says he's retiring, hard to believe Adam Schefter. Hard to believe everybody else. Yeah, and by the way, like a lot of times when this stuff happens, they'll be like, "No, no." He's a, and by the way, his agent did not deny that he's retiring. Like, there's nobody denying that he's retiring. They just more like decision hasn't been made, and he'll let everybody know when the decision is made. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be a 99 percent decision has been made. Again, we're talking semantics here. It could be very much like the Leftwich stuff. The Leftwich camp may have thought we're headed toward it. We're mm -hmm. headed to the table. Right, and that's how everybody's like, hey, start spreading the word a little bit. Start calling Adrian Wilson a little bit. Like those things can happen, man. Like that that happens in the in the industry, the business. Usually, what happens is then it goes through. Yeah. yeah, that's what's so wild about the left witch thing, and that's what's a little bit wild about this is that here we are on a Monday, forty-eight hours after that news broke, and you knew something like Tom wasn't going to come out yesterday during the games, mm -hmm. but could he now wait like two more weeks? for this to come out where he says, okay, I'm retiring. Does he wait till after the Super Bowl uh, now, or does he do it in the next few days or make a decision? He has said this. He's not going to leave him hanging, right? Sure. You would expect that a decision would be made. Um, or maybe he comes back just to spite. Yeah, I doubt that. I don't think I know that like is a an interesting thought in our heads. But if he is down the road enough and has kind of made the decision enough, and I do think his words really spark like it shouldn't stun us if you listen to what he said last week mm -hmm. that the family was taking precedent now, you know, mm -hmm. and and not his desire to play um, as much. I think in the past it was like, hey, family, wait a minute, now let's go make another thirty million dollars, and I want to play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And I can only do this for another couple of years. I can't change my mind yeah. five years from now. Yeah. I do think he's going to retire. I, I think there's some really some merit to that. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I just am in, enamored with when does he announce it? How does he announce it? How long does he keep us all waiting? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the other thing about if you watch the coverage of uh, SportsCenter and, and ESPN is they didn't even couch it. Like they were like locked on. Mm -hmm. They never said like. I don't even know if they – I watched a bunch of that coverage, and at least in the time I was watching, I never saw, like, the statement from the agent and stuff. Maybe they put it up there, but they really didn't couch it. They were just like, boom, done. Let's get everybody's reaction. And it was Tom Brady Center uh, for the whole day on Saturday. What do you think? I'd circle February 5th. Because of the dollars? Mm -hmm. well, I've seen different reports on the dollars of that, though. $15 million of his $20 million signing bonus is deferred to February 4th. Yeah, did I see some, I, I, again, I haven't read up too much on it. I thought I saw somebody say that, that like, he's essentially going to have to pay some of that back regardless or has already been paid it and will have to pay it back, like, if he's not on it. I, I don't know. I thought there was some semantics going on with that contract stuff. Uh, and that could be the case. You know, that could be the case. Um, but e either way, like, you could know you're retiring and not have to dispute it. Mm hmm as long as you don't retire before that date, you haven't officially retired, right? What would we find out first? If Tom Brady's going to retire or not, or the Jacksonville Jaguars next head coach? 
Brady. Yeah. Oof, God, I've been so bad at guessing when the Jags coach is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought it was last week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had some news on Monday, too, we are going to talk about, wasn't it? You say today? this Monday? Yeah. No, I don't, the show? I don't think I predicted. Oh, okay. I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I thought it was going to happen on Friday. Okay. Um, but that's a good question. Brady or the Jags job? Brady, easy. Easy money. You what's think, you what's the line? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I'm, sure, I'm sure Vegas has at some point. I'm going to look for it. Some of this easy. I just can't. I, I, I have to be careful because it defies logic that we're still talking about the Jags job in my mind. So I want to say like the Jags job. Yeah, but let's, but be, I, let's be realistic here. I also think, I really do feel like Brady might let the season get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, not just the February 5th date. And, and by the way, Casey, to your point, like, if that is, you know, those dollars cha-ching on February 5th, I think he probably wants to avoid making it look like he did it on February 6th once it cleared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once it yet cleared. And so I could see him waiting until after the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say that buys the Jags some a couple of weeks to get this damn thing right. I'll say the Jags have a coach before Brady makes it official. Okay. I think I'm going Brady. I think Brady announces it right after the Super Bowl on Twitter or something. That he's coming back. That he's coming back? Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be a commercial like during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, now that would be great. That would be nuts. Especially yeah. you could take some of that $15 million, right? It'll be, it'll, <laughs> it, it, it'll be a Subway commercial slash announcing that he's coming back. So are we not ready to talk about the greatness of Tom because we still think he's coming back? So, like, we can't really talk about it like he's retired? Like, I feel like we're jumping no, the not, gun a little bit. No, I'm not going to talk about he's retired until I hear Tom Brady say he's retiring. Until that time, I'm treating it like Tom Brady's coming back. I know you saw what else was trending once he announced his retirement. Kyle Trask. Was he really? I'm not kidding, yeah. Wow. That's their guy. You think that's their guy? They picked him in the second round. You, you think that's their guy? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. Well, unless I think Aaron, it, unless Aaron Rodgers goes there, which that's going to be a thing now. <laughs> I really think they could. I mean, there's worse spots to go. Who played quarterback for the Patriots last year before Mac? It was Cam, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. And who, who else? Did they have somebody Stidham. Else? Stidham. I think I think you could see a combo, or at least a playing out of, uh, especially if Leftwich remains in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys love Gabbert way more than any. I know that's a hard thing to imagine here in Jacksonville. But they've been with Gabbert now for, like, a handful of years. Like, ever since he started coaching, he's been with Gabbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leftwich has. Yes. And then I would say Trask probably still, at the NFL level, could sit another year. And maybe you bring him in and play him a little bit. It could be a Stidham-Newton thing with a Gabbert and Trask thing next year as a bridge to figure out what they want to do, what they need to do. I wouldn't be stunned at that if Brady does retire. Um, and then, of course, we can't. It's hard to predict, like from Rogers to Russell Wilson to the rest. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, even a Jimmy G, mm. right? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, it'd be upgrades. So, yeah. but I, I just, I'd actually be very. I think it'd be really kind of cool to see Gabbert play, mm-hmm. and after all these years of sitting, see what he could do. Sure. I just think it would be a fascinating watch. I mean, the guy has like. Tremendous arm talent, right? He's hung around the league. He's been involved with a couple of organizations, been around for a while. I mean, take the Jags quarterback, or like a Blake Bortles, okay, right? And he's he was around, what, like three or four different coordinators? 
Meanwhile, you take a guy like Gabbert who's been on the bench but be around the same guys for, like, that yeah. same amount of time. Like, I think that helps people. And I, I'm, listen, I'm not saying he'd go to a Pro Bowl, win a Super Bowl for no, him. I just would I'm like saying, to see him play and see if he looks any different and see sure. after all these years if he can make it work. And by the way, if you throw into Mike Evans and if Gronk sticks around or if a guy like Godwin they're able to keep, I mean, that makes you look a little well, better. Well, come on. There's no way Gronk stick around if, if Tom Brady's going. Yeah, he has like, said. That's, he a, said, that's he a joint said, deal. He said it, was, it wasn't going to be all or nothing with Tom's decision. That's okay. what he said. Well, there's a reason why he didn't go to Detroit either. When he was supposed to go to Detroit, and yeah. he lied. Listen, I, I would agree with you. I'm okay. just going on what he said. Okay. I mean, that's what he said. Yeah. So, uh, it's uh, – I think Tom is retiring. What the Bucks do next I think is interesting. And how much would – how much do you think, like, if you're Russell Wilson, would you like to go play for the Bucks, knowing that might be like Arians might be on his way out soon? Mm-hmm. And then keeping this core team together is probably a tough thing to do, even if they do it for one more year. So now you're like a guy like Wilson or Rodgers. Or like Rodgers makes more sense because he's toward the end of his career. Mm-hmm. But Wilson's probably looking at a place that he can go and, and stay for the next, you know, the final six years of his career. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see. Like Garoppolo does make a lot of sense um, if they wanted him. I you know, know where Garoppolo's going. It was just a joke. You where, know where's Garoppolo going? going? Can't tell you yet. I like it. I came up with the perfect scenario. Neither team says no. Perfect trade. Like wow. Well, when are you going to tell us? Are you put an envelope? I don't know. Yeah, I'll put it, I'll put it in, <laughs> put an, envelope. Envelope. Put it in sure. an envelope. When uh, are you going to do it on Action Sports Shacks overtime today at 6? No, no, no. This is a long play. Oh, it's a long play. Yeah. Oh, so I, you, yeah. You really do need to put it in an envelope. Yeah. Put it in an envelope. I should. I will. Do you right. guys have an envelope, though? Uh, I, I am envelope. Selling Dream 18 this, cards yes. like crazy, so I, I got plenty of envelopes. So I just got to bring is. one in. Nice. All right. ActionSportsJackStream18.com, by the way. There you go. Um, hey, I'll be interested to see what happens in Tampa. Tampa's that's a that's a that's a wild conundrum. <laughs> Depend on who's going to lead their team yeah. from the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. But I t- I just think from a I'd be a fan of seeing Gabbert play after all these years. I, if I was a Tampa fan, I wouldn't like that as option one. Sure. Right. I don't have a lot of trust in that. I want some one of these other guys coming in. But um, I think it would be a fascinating watch. Uh, to see Gabbert play an extended period of time, um, but that'd be hey, that'd be something else too, right? Which former Jags quarterback would play? Like, would get a starting gig first? Okay, Foles, Minshew, Gabbert. <laughs> I mean, uh, depends <laughs> and, the situation. And it could be Gabbert. That's my point. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. If that happened, it could be Gabbert. Yeah, but I mean, if he can beat out, it'll probably be a quarterback battle between Trask and Gabbert then. Yeah. It'd have to be. For, for the draft capital you gave up to get Trask. Yeah. You at least give the guy an opportunity. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's the latest in the Jags? Search. Where's this thing going? We'll continue to talk about it. You're always welcome to jump in. 904-362-9901. What do you think? Uh, if you want to jump in on the phone lines, 904-362-9901. What do you think of all this? I know you think it's a mess, okay? We get that. We all do. Um, I know you think bulky is probably the uh, roadblock. I think uh, everything lends toward that being the case. Uh, although, I still want complete evidence of it. Okay. Um, and so what's your theory? What's What do you think's going on? How this thing ends? Uh, jump in the conversation if you want. Social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Also on the phone, 904-362-9901. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
Fortunately, this is so final, and uh, uh, that's that's where we sit now. And it's our players were disappointed. Uh, obviously, they put a lot of time and effort into this, putting themselves in this position uh, for a championship game. I'm proud of them for that, and the way they battled through some of the problems that we had early in the season. So again, uh, I'm very appreciative of the guys. That is Andy Reid. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We continue to play all these different scenarios and thoughts and oh my out here in Jacksonville. Try to make sense of the nonsense at times. Uh, and how's this thing going to end? We uh, <laughs> don't know. Who would have thought we'd be here 33 days into this? That, by the way, the 33-day counter is since the Doug Peterson interview, since we, we knew that Doug Peterson interviewed on that Thursday. I think it was December 30th. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, I mean, gosh, we, we agree on this, and I still think there should be more criticism for this, is that the Jags could have closed the door on this thing uh, if, if Bulky's the roadblock because of Peterson, if Bulky's the roadblock because of Caldwell. They could have closed the deal on this whole search within two, two days. Yeah. Like, give me one of those guys, the fan base would be happy. Yeah. I mean, not only would the fan base be happy, but we think that might have been your best option. Mm -hmm. Even better than where we're getting stuck on Byron Leftwich, who, by the way, I think is a good option. But he might not have been the best. In my opinion, he wasn't. In my opinion, the best option was a call for this franchise right now was a Caldwell or Peterson. So um, it's, it is just, uh, there's no way when they map this thing out, they thought it would go this way. There's no way. Uh, there's one thing to do due diligence. Did you read, by the way, Ryan O'Halloran's article? Did you get a chance yeah, to read that? Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. pretty good, right? They, yeah. Good access. Gosh, that would be nice. Uh, very nice access yeah. at the whole, um, you know, what was happening and what's been happening. And I thought the last line was very telling. Mm -hmm. and, and the advice from Patton, the uh, GM there in Denver, was I'd interview as many people as possible. That'd be my advice. I think he, I'm paraphrasing. And by golly, I tell you what, that must be the advice mm -hmm. that people have been given across the league because everybody's done that. I think Chicago interviewed like 11 different people. Minnesota's interviewing a bunch. I can't even keep track anymore. Houston feels like they haven't interviewed too many, but probably have more than I've even paid attention to. Yeah. Uh, Miami's the same. Now New Orleans starting to get in the mix. Of course, they came open a little bit later. The Giants interviewed, I think, a decent amount of guys the first go around. Again, I'm kind of losing track of who interviewed where, but it seems like two things happened this cycle. That people said they take Patton's advice. I'm sure he wasn't the one that first gave it, but everybody said we're going to really do our due diligence, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the number, the other thing I don't think we talk about very often is I'm not sure there's anybody using a search firm. Have search firms been put out of business? Because I don't, it's yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, heard again, anything. I'm not in tune every day on what like Minnesota's doing and everything, but it feels like the GMs are doing these searches and they have their this small group, uh, but I don't think they're getting, the only thing close to a search firm, I believe, was Chicago used Polian mm -hmm. to help out in their process. Yeah. And not surprisingly, ended up with an Indianapolis guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's mean, surprising, I right? Nine well, jobs open and no search firms, potentially? Yeah, I mean, I would like, you know, obviously Jacksonville to, to use a, a few more resources um, in this process. I mean, you, you get the sense that um, it is kind of Trent Balky and Shad Khan, and that's about it. 
You know, I'm, uh, I think Tony's involved in some ways, right? You think so? Yeah, I think he's been involved. Let, let, let me ask you this. When the whole Urban Meyer process was going on, who do you think was all involved in that? Of, of the firing? No, of the hiring. Oh. When, the, when they first brought Urban oh, Meyer I think that on. was shot. You think that was all shot? I don't think, I don't think, uh, well, who, they had fired Caldwell. Correct. Right. And Bulky, what I don't think was a part of that. Okay. I, I think, I think Shad over time, again, that could have gone all the way back. We don't know because you got to be, uh, you know, the rules are the rules. But that could have gone all the way back to like the previous January. You know, when he kept Doug and Dave on for another year, yeah. he knew for that whole year he was probably going to end up making a change. Unless this changed drastically in Jacksonville. Yeah. And so I think it started, that courtship started then. My view of it, don't know, I'm not sure we've ever really asked, and again, there's been very limited access on this front, but I believe, my view of it is that that was 99% shod in the courtship of Urban. Yeah. And, and I agree. And and I think it's almost 99%, well, it's not 99% shod, but it's it's shod Khan and Trent Baalke and maybe sprinkle a little Tony Khan on there because... Do you remember the first thing that Shad Khan said in the press conference when they hired Urban Meyer? He said, I got it right. I finally yes, got it right. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say we finally got That's it true. right as an organization, as a team, as a conglomerate. He said, I got it right. Which leads me to believe then, like, if, if, if at the time, if one of the, the biggest moments in Jaguars history we all thought it was going to be, and you're in that moment, and you don't say we, you say I... Well, then, yeah, that leads me to believe that this was Shad Khan's doing. I think it's the same narrative once again. I, I think at the end of the day, whoever it's going to be, whether it's Lethwich, whether it's whoever, I think you're going to hear Shad Khan say once again is, you know, we, maybe the royal we in terms of Trent Bulky and himself, but that's going to be it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of chatter going on and him bouncing ideas off anybody. I think it's Shad Khan and then I think it's primarily Trent Baalke. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I've had some feel that Tony's been involved in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could also lean on other people. If you watch some of these other search firms um, or even a guy, remember we had that soundbite with Pagano a couple weeks ago and he was taking you through like some of the people that might be involved. I don't get the sense it's a lot of people with, with Shad. Um, and the one clarification I, I think is a little interesting here. Like, Balky could be a, a major roadblock, which everybody thinks. Um, well, yeah. It, right. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't mean he's the heavy in the room. There's a difference there. Well, he, he's the heavy like, in the in room because he's the general the manager. Yeah. But, like, he, he, he's the heavy, though, because, like, the, the, the term general manager comes with a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. So that does make like you a heavy. Patton made the decision to hire Nathaniel Hackett. Along with these in Denver, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, with yeah, these yeah. other four guys, yeah. I still feel like Shad's making the decision, not Trent Bulky. That's my point. Okay, like you to feel hire like somebody or in this decision, like this decision, like do you feel like Bulky's making the hiring decision or Shad is? I think Bulky's bringing these guys to the table. I mean, do you think Shad coming out of his way and said, you know what? I know Houston had some bad optics, but Bill O'Brien. Well, no, I understand. Okay. There's well, been the, obvious. Sh- Bill, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, bulky well, ones. Well, yeah. then there's your influence. Yeah, bringing to the table and make. I'm just asking yeah. about making the decision. The ultimate decision, I thought, in Denver from Ryan's read yeah. was uh, Pat and the GM. 
Yeah. Right. And of okay. course, they don't even they don't even have ownership right now. Really, they've got all ownership issues. Yeah. So that maybe isn't a good example. I, mean, I feel like in Minnesota, I feel like that GM, the GM that just got hired, is making the decision. I yeah. feel like Joe Shane just made the decision in New York. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe I don't know Miami's owner might be involved a little bit uh, with Greer. Hard to tell. I think Trent Baalke's setting him up, and then Shad Khan's going to knock down the dude that he wants. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, let's get Sean on the line. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's happening, man? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, going you around know. and around in the circle, baby. <laughs> you know. No, I get it. <laughs> I, know, I, I, was just, I was calling because I'm sitting here, you know, for the last, I want to say, six days. We've all been monitoring our phones, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff to see what's going on. And in my head, I'm sitting I'm thinking, you have national media, you have local media, you have offensive, you have uh, coordinators and potential head coaches all telling you what you need to know. And you have an owner who is completely, I, don't, I want to use the word arrogant because it sounds like the right word and it's a strong word, but he's arrogant. It seems like it's an arrogance about him that's really turning me off to the team now. And it's just, it's a, and it's bothersome. Mm. And so I was just, and I'm curious, and Austin, you play for the NFL, like, is there a point, maybe not like the NBA type where they, where they get involved, but is there a point where the NFL is like, hey, get your optics under control? Yeah, That's a good question, man. Sean, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I wondered that a little bit too, actually. I thought about that the last couple of days, so I'm glad Sean brought that up. Uh, how much communication does go on between the NFL and, and these processes, right? Like yeah. are, you're... I don't know how the NFL feel. I don't have a good answer because I don't have a good feel for that. I, I think sometimes the NFL falls under any press is good press as long as you're not getting arrested. Yeah, I mean, Sean, it's a great question. In terms of the NFL, you know, intervening here and saying, you, you guys got to fix this. I mean, it's hard to say that for the process, right? Like, well, we're talking about a coaching process. And, yeah, it's horrible optics. Peers... You know, everyone in the national media, like everyone's saying this, but I don't think that the, the NFL, you know, the, you know, the, the the league, the shield, has jurisdiction to come in and say, hey, you guys better fix this hiring process because you're getting lambasted right now. Now they could, but I don't see it going that direction. But in your question, it also raises even a more important question, and then this is why I'm so passionate. This is why I'm so pissed off to the fact that. I think about guys in that locker room because I get it. They don't listen to our show three hours a day. They don't listen to the national media every single day. But what they do is they now more than ever in terms of self-awareness, they know what's going on, right? They hear things. Agents tell them things. Players in that locker room, they know exactly what's going on. Now, in terms of the roster, I get it. It's not the most talented roster in the NFL, but you're going to have to rely on some of those guys going forward to try to help win you a Super Bowl. And right now, with all these bad optics that are going on, which has been kind of the case, it seems like, the past five years, that doesn't help anything. That's my big worry right now, is what are the guys in the locker room thinking going through this? Because we can sit here and we can, we can question everything and, and, and we can, you know, put gifts on Twitter and have fun and all this stuff and question just how did it get to this point. Imagine what the guys in that locker room are thinking right now. 
Yeah, you've you've been there. I can't think like them. I, I think a lot of times they're oblivious to most of it. But when it goes on to this extent, like if we had asked that same question two weeks ago, yeah, I don't think ever, I think they would have been like, I don't know, I'm on vacation, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. but now because it's become again from an optic point of view, it's so bad, mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about how bad it is. And are they calling and and getting reassurance in the building? Like, is this really this bad? Like, as everybody sure. saying, because they understand that part too, right? That's what everything gets magnified and anybody just reads the headlines. And, and But that's what they're going off. And, and I think I told you this last week. I believe what happens a lot in those scenarios is there are some players. I mean, you guys are amazing in, in this walk of life sometimes. There are some players who don't even know who they're playing the next week. You know, that, that's how zoned in they are. Yeah. Um, now, this is the offseason, so it's a little bit different. But I think what happens is they get text messages from their family and been like, everybody's talking about it. Well, kind of like us, right? We get text messages from everybody. What are the Jags doing? Every email I get. And by the way, what's going on with the Jags? Like, what are they doing? You know, that's what they're starting to get as players probably. You know, for sure. But it's also speaking with, within themselves as well. Oh, yeah, and the group text. And, and yeah, the yeah. group text, Absolutely. Because, like, and I've said this before, I remember the, the whole process that eventually led to Gus Bradley and what our conversations were like. Because you got to understand, like, you got guys right now that are, that are in purgatory essentially wondering what kind of scheme we're going to do. Like, what, what, what should, should I add weight? Am I going to be a tweener in a 3-4 defense or should I play, uh, you know, in a 4? Like, you have no idea right now. And, like, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, what am I thinking? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, there's, like, the, this is the, probably the most important question people got to be asking is, like, are you going to help your players out or not? Like, yeah. Are you going to do them a disservice and keep having these bad optics? Or can we get some good optics going? Can we get this turned in a positive direction? Well, the craziest thing of all, I mean, the reality of the craziest thing of all, is that the Jags could ultimately, in the view of many, make still the right call. They could if they wanted to, if Shad wanted to, if he would clear the deck to allow it to happen or whatever hit the snag. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a snag that got hit and what all the details that went into that that everybody appears to know, but we don't know if they know. They could easily hire Byron Leftwich and Adrian Wilson and make it all right, and then the stench of the optics would eventually go away because but, it feels like you got it right. Now, it's sure. not going to in the immediate, and the, everybody's still going to question what the hell took so long, why did it happen, how well, did it happen. And then, and then maybe but, agents tell their, their free agents that are going to be like, hey, I wouldn't really go to Jacksonville to get the same price someplace else because look what just happened with their coaching side. Yeah. You want to go through that whole thing? Yeah. So, like, the, the longer this thing waits and the longer, you know, we talk about Trent Balky. I just feel like the more damage you're doing right now to the future of this team. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Monday, day 33. Might have to get a counter going. Let's do it. We'll work on it. That's only going to make me more upset. Oh, yeah, it's dope. You know, I don't know how, how, like, logistics of it work. Like, hopefully we can get our locker room. I don't know how all that stuff works, but hopefully we can be up in our locker room and have the music playing and, and, and kind of get a vibe and hopefully uh, L.A. come and pack the, pack the stadium out. But, I mean, just playing the Super Bowl regardless mean a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We don't, how, how they do that? Like, NFC, AFC, who the home team technically? Y'all know? I don't know. They're the home team, so we're going to have to wear we gonna, it don't matter. We're going to be swagged out. We're going to have fun. It don't even matter. Hey, it don't even matter. We're going to be swagged out. We're going to have fun. We're going uh, to enjoy and cherish all these moments that we got. That's Jalen Ramsey going to the Super Bowl. A win away from winning a ring. 
lot of really good players on that Rams team that uh, would look good in a ring and really put a little bit of an exclamation point on uh, careers for some uh, that at the end of the day, I mean, not that the careers are ending, but Matthew Stafford and uh, raises the elevates what he would have done right in his mm-hmm. career. Aaron Donald for sure. And Jalen, who we think is headed to the Hall of Fame in the same way. How do you feel about it uh, now that it's happening? Uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Super Bowl. Um, do you think <laughs> it bothers people? Uh, around here again, I'm asking for not you. Per- well, you can tell me you personally. See, I'm okay with Jalen going. It doesn't bother me. It says to me. It's I told you this last week. It's what it says about the Jags organization and punches it home one more time. It's like another punch to the gut about the Jags just being inept over these last few years, and that's what it says. It has nothing to do with Jalen mm. as much. I, again, I'm more of a Jalen fan than a Jalen hater. Um, uh, the, my disappointment comes from the organization letting maybe the most talented player ever to wear the uniform in the in Jags uniform go. Yeah, same here. I mean, I know Robbie Gold more than I know Jalen Ramsey, so that was funny that they were going <laughs> at each other a little bit. Like, all right, that's an aggressive flex going against the kicker, but so be it. At the end of the day, you're, you're talking about one of the best cornerbacks in football, and it's cool when one of the best players at his position can can play at the biggest stage and and possibly win a Super Bowl. So no, I have, I have no ill will towards Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, I mean, he he wanted Jacksonville. You know, people can question the means that he that he did that by, but at the end of the day, he got what he wanted. And now he's playing the Super Bowl, and at the end of the day, you have to you know foot the bill and say, what do we get for it? Caleb on chase on. We got. CJ Henderson, well, not CJ Henderson, but yeah, Caleb on Chase on, and what else? And ETN. An and ETN. So we'll see how that pans out. But um, it's a tough pill to swallow. I get all that. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, now what happens in the Super Bowl? See, I think the Rams are just going to, uh, on paper, I, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to kill Cincinnati. I did. Um, I, I was a little surprised they were out in front 21-3, to all that stuff. But, and I, then it was even more surprised like, that, that they came back. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I think I said this, like, like I'm not concerned about Kansas City's defensive front mm-hmm. having like what Tennessee did, right? Nine sacks. I'm really concerned about either San Francisco or the Rams in the Super Bowl as Cincinnati got by, and here we are. I mean, how are they going to stop Aaron Donald on the inside? And if they do that, how are they going to stop everything else? I don't know what their offensive line's going to do. They're going to have to be really creative in their game planning to try to at least stop some of that pass rush, I believe. No, I also thought, though, that Frank Clark and Chris Jones are going to be able to get to the quarterback as well. And and the Bengals kind of shored them up pretty well. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the Tennessee game. Yeah, he didn't have a lot yeah. of time early, but he got more time as it went along. For sure. Obviously, Aaron Donald is a problem. Obviously, Von Miller is a problem. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be hard for, for Joe Burrow. You know, this is where the, the quick game comes into place. Lance, uh, you know, running the football a little more. Do what you got to do. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a challenge. But once again, I thought that, you know, Kansas City was going to have Cincinnati's number, especially at home in, in one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. And, and, and Joe Burrow and company came out there and had other ideas. So, yeah, I think the Rams deserve to be the favorite here without a doubt. But it's hard to, you know, this has been a weird season, and it's hard to pick against the, the Bengals, I think, as well. From a sports fan standpoint, forget about Jacksonville, whatever. If they could, and I don't know how many different time, different ways you're going to put this thing on TV. Like, you know, I like the college football games now are on like 15 different channels and you can watch them all these different ways. I would pay for a 
an extra channel mm-hmm. on Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, assuming, because, you know, Ramsey's been like, I know. yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't follow all the time. But, yeah, it'd be good. I mean, really good. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, like, that's going to be a problematic spot for Cincinnati, too. Like, it's like that's where you can beat a pass rush, play the quick game like you're talking about, throw it to your best guy who can separate. Now, T. Higgins is good, too. Well, so is Tyler Boyd. Yeah, they're good. But still, you want to get it to Jamar Chase. Jalen has the capability of taking him out of the game. Yeah. And so that to watch how that unfolds will tell you a lot of, uh, I mean, they just might not be able to go to Chase as much if they choose to take him away. True. Right. Yeah, but they're also using Chase now too more in like the the sweep game. I mean, they're trying to use Chase a lot, like they kind of use Debo Samuel yeah. a little bit in San Francisco. So I think you know Chase is the kind of athlete where he's going to get the football. Now, is Jalen going to shadow him? Are they going to do more of the traditional defense that they've been running, where Jalen just kind of plays the side of the field? Sometimes in the slot, he's all over the place, he's keeping offenses, you know, guessing. That could be the case, but T. Higgins is no slouch either, and and Tyler Boyd is a very very underrated slot receiver. So. I get it. You, you take away Jamar Chase. What's, what's the next thing? You got plenty of guys, I think, that can kind of make up for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And, and they might really have to utilize Mixon a little bit more who came on toward the end of that game. And um, we'll see about it. But we'll talk a lot about the Super Bowl coming up. Of course, we've got a couple of weeks uh, to do that. But Jamar Chase and, and Jalen Ramsey could be uh, just fantastic theater. And how much does it impact your game plan, right? How much do you change your game plan once you see what's unraveling? Which you, what, what I thought was interesting with Jimmy G in San Francisco is I thought be, they stayed away from Jalen so much for the, unless Jimmy was on the run and made some stupid throws like he did a couple times. Mm. But they really utilized it be in the middle of the field mm. while Jalen was on the outside and kind of exposed the Rams, I think, in the middle a little bit. Again, they had a guy, again, a guy like Weddle's playing <laughs> who hadn't played in a couple of years, and he's played mm-hmm. for three weeks. Yeah. So And played pretty well. I think he led the team in tackles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a story that is, too, by the way. Imagine it's, that. It's crazy. I haven't man. done anything for the last uh, couple of years, but let me jump on in here, and I'll join the Rams Yeah. for three weeks and, and maybe go win a Super Bowl. I mean, props to him. I mean, you know, during that time off, you, you've had to had done something to stay in shape and, and – properly get your body ready so shout out to Weddle who I, I, I don't know what the the offseason program consisted of but it's working man yeah uh pretty good stuff by the way Johnny Wolford from Bishop Kenny Darius Williams from Creekside two local kids playing yeah. for the Rams in the Super Bowl that's pretty cool too no uh, really good stuff did your gut tell you that Mixon was going to have a better day than what he had or was that what you were thinking I thought it was a little bit better okay well, we I, can't make predictions now on Twitter either. Hey, I, I just, people, Again. it's gotten to the point where yeah. people are taking your screenshots on Twitter <laughs> and then they're they're like, uh, they're adding me yeah. and saying, oh, here's another, you know, I, I, I mean, should have should have tweeted. I thought Mixon was going to be a factor in the game. Yeah. I thought he'd be a little bit more of a, fa- I just thought he could be a guy that they would lean on a little bit more. Yeah. They really, and because they haven't much. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's had kind of a, I wouldn't say a down year, but they just haven't used him, I think, as much. So I thought he'd be a little bit of a dark horse candidate. Samaje P. Ryan was actually the correct answer we're looking for. Yeah. Well, Mixon had 21 carries for 88 yards. How's that? Honestly, three catches for 27 yards. Not bad. Yeah. Had, 100, had 115 yards. Yeah. How many, how many touchdowns? No touchdowns. And oh. wh- wh- what did your gut tell you? It's going to be a big game? Yeah. That's a pretty good prediction, 115 hey, yards. Hey, if this is fantasy football, I'd be a little disappointed in that point output. I'd be disappointed in Joe Burrow. He only had 250 yards passing from that standpoint. Mm. And Jamar Chase, 54 yards. That's it. What the hell? T. Higgins actually made some nice plays. I have T. Higgins DFS. You bet. We're back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 